Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to From Busy to Rich with Wes Young. Uh, this is a podcast designed to inspire advisors to increase their profitability and quality of life. Uh, today, you're going to learn about how to have a vision for your day and for your month and for your year with some really practical tips from Wes. So let's go ahead and dig in. Wes Young, how are you today? I'm fantastic, Andy. How are you doing? I am above average, above average today. Uh, Justin, how are you? Uh, somewhere in the middle between the two of you, I think. All More right, good. Not quite fantastic. So Good, good. All right, all right. Well, it's great to have you both here. Uh, and, and Wes, we're going to talk about, uh, this is a two-parter, folks. So, uh, you know, if you've ever, I don't know if folks are old enough to have this now, but I, I the, back when you didn't know what the next week's episode was, of a show was going to be, sometimes you'd be watching a show on television and you're like, uh-oh, and then it's a part two coming next week, right? So that's this week. We, this is part one. We've got part two. So um, so this is a traveling light is what we're going to be calling this. Um, and Wes, uh, I've actually heard you teach on this topic before. Um, and so if you could just set us up with sort of the, the larger context of what we're talking about today, that'd be helpful. Yeah, you bet, Andy. So the, the, the premise of this uh, kind of centers around this idea of the gap that all of us in life have a gap between where we are and where we want to be. And, and the gap between where we are and where we want to be never goes away. It actually just moves. And, and I think in its healthiest form, this is actually a wonderful thing uh, because the gap between where we are and where we want to be, it actually is where like anticipation lives. It's where uh, faith lives. Faith is the substance of things we hope for, the evidence of things we've not yet seen. Mm-hmm. It really is what gives us the energy we need a lot of times to, to, to push through difficult circumstances, to do things that ordinarily we wouldn't do unless we had a bigger vision of tomorrow than our current today. Um, and so I often get the question, well, what about contentment? You know, if we yeah. have a gap, you're saying you're, you can't be content with where you are. And, and I, I, I want to talk about that a little bit because contentment has nothing to do with the absence of ambition. Uh, I believe for, with all of my heart that if you don't have a bigger vision for tomorrow than your current today, I don't think you can be content with where you are because I think what it lends itself to is like a, a state of passivity where life is just really heavy when your memories exceed your dreams. And, and I don't think that was what the way we were meant to live. Um, I think that if we do that, life becomes like this just heavy, lethargic, clunky um, right. kind of place that things are never going to be good again. Um, on the opposite side, though, this is where the dance and it gets really tricky is I can get so focused, though, on the future of where I want to end up and what I want right. to accomplish, where I'd like to go, that I don't take time to be happy with where I am. And I don't think that's a good thing either. I, I, right. I, I think it's the I think either way can make you do life really, really heavy. And since we're talking about traveling light, I think if you go too far one side or the other in your gap, if you if you go so far that you're just focused on where you are and, and you're not don't have a bigger vision than tomorrow, I think life is heavy. And I think also if you focus so much on the future that you're not taking the time to really appreciate and, and have gratitude for where you are on your way to where you're going, I think life, it kind of becomes this this uh, this endless set of problems that never get solved. It, yeah. Lou Holtz, Coach, you remember Coach, Coach Lou Holtz? I got uh, to meet Lou Holtz once. Did you? I got his autograph in like 1990 or 90. It was like 1988. I went to a blue and gold game, which is like the Notre Dame interest squad thing. And, Fantastic. And I, and I got to get his autograph. So yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Me and Lou go way back. He's all, yeah, your best friends. We'll have him on the podcast. Right. And, uh, <laughs> anyway, Lou Holtz, so, uh, 37. He'll be on next week. Just stay tuned. He's, he's coming. Maybe. If not, it's Andy's fault. Um, Wes. Go ahead, Wes. What's your Lou Holtz story? 
But but Lou Holtz, he has a great quote that I think speaks deeply to this. It's that it's not the load that breaks you down, but how you carry it. And, and here's what I know, Andy, and I'd, I'd love to get you just your thoughts on, on this stuff. You and Justin is like the gap's not going away. It's in us. It's the gap between where we are and where we want to be. And all of us have this desire to want to make things better tomorrow than they are today. Right. And And I think if we're not careful... When we travel this gap, which we will be traveling for the rest of our lives, because no matter how far down the road you get, there's there's always another over there. And I don't think that's right. bad. But I think if we're not careful, how we carry the load of our gap can be extraordinarily heavy. And life becomes like this endless problem that never continually gets solved instead of an exciting adventure that we get to pursue. And I think there's a way where we can travel light. I think we can make it a exciting adventure we get to pursue. So just love to love to hear a little bit about your your thinking. Yeah, Justin, that. what are your what are your thoughts on that? I'm the, the you know, listen, folks, just to, to a little behind the curtain. Like, you know, we prepare for these. You know, I'm, I've looked over the outline. I you know, and this I still wrestle with this stuff, Wes. I mean, it's you know, I want to be prepared with a good answer, but I'm gonna throw it to <laughs> Justin for a second because this is this is this is just a quandary. This is some deep stuff that really really matters. It's how we live our life. Uh, and I don't know what your beliefs are, those who are listening, but I think you get one of these things called life. Uh, and so it's, this is big stuff. So, Justin, I'm going to throw to you while I maybe think of this a little bit more. What, what are your thoughts All on right. traveling light? The hand grenade. Uh, I'll jump on it first. That's, That's right. Fun. Thank you. Uh, the, Captain America. Like, speaking of hand grenade, honestly, like, when we start talking about this or anytime I'm, I'm dealing with something that seems stressful or, or exhausted, like we were even joking earlier about first world problems, right? Yeah. Like I go back to my military days for, for those of you listening, a lot of you don't know my background, like well before I was in finance or anything like that, I was, I was in the military. No, I was in the military. I was in one of the greatest units in the world. I was American special forces. I was a green beret. So when I start thinking about like the gap and the load of how you carry it, like I think back to like truly like stressful moments for me, whether it was, you know, while going through training or then after training, actually like in combat and I think it's interesting because it applies like all those periods and everything else. Like it was, it was very difficult to try and carry through those moments and very much applicable, right? Like how you carried it. Like it, it made a huge difference on how people viewed the situation because some of them were dire, right? Like some of them, you had this point of like, like we're not going to make it. And so there was no point of like moving forward. And you'd see people break down in the middle of combat, things like that, wow. like guys that were wow. well-trained and just like, um, and you see that in life, right? Like maybe it's not in combat, but just in life, you know, people just stop trying or like feel like there's no hope and they, they stop or, or the other way, right? Like they're not stopping to enjoy the moment. Like, Hey, we just made it through that one before we go into the next one. Like let's high five. Everything's good right now. Right. Like yeah. enjoy it and celebrate it. Cause you don't know what's coming down the road. Right. So. Awesome. Well, yeah, that's, it's interesting to to hear that, that, that example of, and I always want to hear more behind those stories. So maybe that's a separate podcast of, you know, stuff you can tell me without, you know, me disappearing, uh, of, of the combat, uh, stuff, but, um, make, make but promises. So, yeah. um, you know, Wes, my response to, to this topic is that I think about how, and I think about this, you know, with, with politics, people, it's like one or the other, it's these deep, you know, it's like very polarized. And I think that people treat this like polarized, like either you got to go, go, go all the time. And you're this person of deep ambition. And it's like, I just go, 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 or you're lazy and you just sort of sit around. Yeah. And I think the reality is that, um, and I'll share a very quick example. And I heard this story first from a guy named Charles Swindoll, who's a great teacher and preacher and 
for many for decades he has been and, and he just tells the story of of uh, running into a gentleman that was just always going, 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 going. And he said, you know, are you, are you worried that you're going to burn out? And he said, well, I'd rather burn out than rust out. Mm. And Swindoll's answer was, well, the problem with that is either way you're out. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I think that if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably in the burnout category. You're probably not in the rust out, yeah. you know? Uh, and, and, and we feel like there's this, you know, I, if I'm going to choose one, I'd rather burn out. And again, I love Swindoll's wisdom, which is, well, then you're you're still out, dude. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, and so I think that, that, that it, for those of you who are listening today, keep listening because you don't have to be out. You, there's a, It's not an either or. It's a both and. And so I, I want us to keep moving forward and throw it back to you, Wes, with how can we do both? I don't want to burn yeah. out. I don't want to rust out. I don't want to be idle and lazy. I also don't want to you know, run through this one life I have and blink and go, holy crap, like, where did it go? Yeah. I was burning, right? You bet. And and I, I think uh, I, I've got a, a question for you that we've, we've spoken a little bit about this in the past, but it's so relevant and true to what we're going to, I think, to the things we need to do to condition ourselves to travel light and actually enjoy life and also have a deep aspirations of where we're going and be joyful and happy with where yeah. we are. Um, but, and so the question may feel a bit of like a right turn, but I promise you it's not. I'm going to, I'm going to go somewhere with this. I'm in the, I'm in the Uber. You're the driver. I'm so Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so think about this. If I was to sneeze right now, what, what would you say or most people say? I would say bless you. And if someone doesn't say bless you, I get mad at them. (laughs) I've yelled at my children in this house. We say bless you. Bless you. you. That's exactly right. right. And, and, I don't know why, but we do. <laughs> no, and that's the thing, right? We were—I was having dinner uh, several months back with my mom, and somebody sneezed, and she said, "And we all said, bless you,' because that's what you say, you know." And she said, "Why do we say that?" And and so I thought, you know, it's actually a, kind of a good question. Awkward. <laughs> so, so I went to I went to that uh, that bastion of of truth, which is the internet, mm. and and I googled it, and I absolutely. And I, I actually found that this has been going on for thousands and thousands of years in every culture, every country, in a variety of different forms. Yeah. And, and really, there's three main answers. There's okay. three main answers. And, 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 and one of them is going to be super relevant to what we're talking about today. But just for fun, I'm going to tell you the other two. Um, right. Second most popular reason is that uh, it was a sign of like well-wishing. Because if you sneezed, it may have been an indicator that you were getting sick. And sure. so originally yeah. people would say, hey, be well with you. I, I hope you're not yeah. getting sick. I hope things are going uh, okay. That's practical. I can I can see that. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah, and I can get behind that. You know, I'm glad people wish me well. Yeah. Um, now, the, the second, uh, and this is like the third most popular answer, and this one's kind of freaky, is uh, it was, a, it was a, a thought to be a sign of an evil spirit either exiting or, or entering your body when you sneezed. And, and, you know, I guess I kind of combine a look because if you've ever been sneezed on, I felt like I was being hit by evil spirit, you know, and it's get like, behind it's me. get the behind me, snot ball, yeah. get, get, back, get back, you know? And so it's like, uh, or, or I guess if I was sneezing and an evil spirit had the ability to get in me, I guess yeah. I'm happy that people say, bless you. Don't do that. You know? And so, yeah. um, but, but, uh, those were not the, the most popular reasons. The single hands down, not even close. The most popular reason that people say that is because we inherited that response. Uh, we didn't decide it. 
You know, just like your kids, your kids are going to go forward and say, bless you. And they're going to be, why do we say that? My dad said, we say my it. My dad yelled at me. Right. Fear. Right. Just fear. That's right. Yeah. We, but we do. We, we inherited that response. And if you think about it in life, in life, there are so many things that we do by default yeah. rather than by design. And, and I think some things are really good, right? Like if you inherited, if your parents, like you inherited a good diet and exercise yeah. program growing up, because that's just what they did. And you never like, like decided it, you just inherited it and you did it. Right. I think that's probably pretty good. Yeah. But I also know there's a whole lot of useless stuff that's not relevant anymore that I inherited that I find is a part of my default way that I'm doing life that if I'm not careful, I'm living life that Wes five years ago decided he it was a good life. And maybe yeah. some things were. Probably a lot of things are not. And I'm going to tell you, when it comes to traveling light, when it comes to the gap between where we are and where we want to be and navigating that well, I think that there are some guardrails that we have to put in place to do life by design rather than by default. Because by default, I think there's just so easy, like you said, to rust out or burn out. I I think Mm -hmm. you're going to do one or the other by default. But by choice, by design, if we put in place the right guardrails, which is what we'll spend, I know, a lot of our time today. I, I think it, it it just flips the switch, and and all of a sudden you find yourself going through the same things you were going through. Yeah, they just don't weigh as much. It's just not as heavy. You enjoy life a lot more, mm. and you accomplish a lot more. There's a level of um, man. I, I I was sharing this with someone else the other day that they had just got a new car. I don't know if I mentioned this to you guys or not, but I, they'd got a new car, and I was taking a ride in the car because I was celebrating this with them. You know man, this is cool. Like, let's go take a ride in it. And he's like, all right. He's like, oh man, your rear view mirrors have that like red thing, the dot, the blind spot thing, you know? And it was a reminder to me that like the car manufacturers have not figured out how to get rid of the blind spots in cars. They just, you I mean, seriously, you think maybe that's an option, right? But instead they put in this blind spot indicator. And so it's like, hey, just so you know, you can't see that. Yeah. And so it's funny because it's like, you can't see it, but you can see the red thing to know that you can't see something. Right. Like there's something in your blind spot. Yeah. And, and that's so helpful. But I, I am burdened by what you're talking about a little bit, Wes. And I think maybe the listeners, you maybe or if you're watching this on YouTube or whatever, maybe you are, too. But like there's this realization that like the problem with the blind spot is it's a blind spot and we don't have a blind spot indicator. And so we can be going through life and it's like, man, I, I don't know what I'm thinking automatically. That's not true because it's automatic. <laughs> It's yeah. a blind spot, right? Yeah. You know, uh, and again, I, maybe this is circular, but it's like the problem with your blind spot is you don't know it's a blind spot. That's, That's right. why it's called a blind spot, right? And so, help us, Wes, process through today, and obviously, we will the next week. But like, how do you find the blind spot? How do you get out of that? You know, I, why do you think that way? I don't know. I just think yeah. that. Way. Yeah, how, how do we get out of it, man? I, I think you've got it. Like, like we talk about guardrails here all the time that. What's a guardrail do? It keeps you from straying into like right. dangerous, unwanted areas. And I think I don't want to stray into like burnout or rust out, right? But I will if I'm not careful. So the guardrails that we put in place are some uh, some, some exercises that we engage in um, quarterly, but also daily. And and and, and it's really uh, the, it's two part exercise, which we're going to be talking about part two next week, but. Part one is uh, built around uh, the whole exercise built around this idea of an exciting vision and a grateful condition, an exciting vision and a grateful condition. Okay. And, and, and there, there's a, 
this one exercise there, there, like we say, there is a big difference between happiness and fulfillment. Um, like I am very happy once I've had an old fashioned, you mm-hmm. know, I can, I can be happy if I've had one. I am only fulfilled when I'm moving towards a great purpose right. and I'm deeply grateful for where I am on my way to where I'm going. And so this idea of an exciting vision and a grateful condition helps balance me to both of those things. Um, and, and, and so I think big part is this, as you start out, everybody, with just taking some time to, to write out a three-year vision. Okay, and, and, and I'll, we start with three years because three years is it's long enough to where you can dream a little bit. You can get out of your current situation. Um, it's far enough away from your own reality to, to not like dismiss uh, the things that are not yet. And, and I think what you have to do to be complete in this is you really need to cover what I would consider like the five big categories of life. Okay. okay so the five big categories would be financial, professional, relational, physical, and spiritual. Mm-hmm. Be- because I think if you don't, um, it's really easy to get lopsided in what you're moving towards. Meaning, yeah. meaning this, Sandy, is like you, you and I can tell stories because we've seen a bunch of people that they, they, they spent a bunch of their early life working really hard to get a lot of wealth. Mm. Um, and they neglected their health in the process. So, cause it wasn't a part of that vision they were moving towards. And you know what they're going to spend a lot of the like, remainder of their life doing? <laughs> Giving back all that wealth to try and reclaim their health, you know, or, or we talk about it with relationships, you know, you're never going to be happier than the quality of your relationships. And, and so if, if I spend so much time and I may build a wonderful business, like a, an amazing professional thing that helps a lot of people, right. but I dismiss and don't really even have a vision for the people I care about most that are, that are my family. And, and, and so if I don't have this holistic like approach to it, it just gets really easy to say, man, I had a great life in that one area, but I wouldn't want the rest of it. <laughs> so I heard, uh, I heard us, I should say, I wasn't there. I had a friend who went to an event here in Nashville and I'm not going to say who it was because it's, it's, it's not flattering to this person, but this person's very famous and they have a, you know, they're part of a TV show and, you know, yeah, and they were speaking at this sort of leadership event and they said in front of tens of thousands of people, um, and I had a tremendous amount of respect for this person until I heard this, but they basically said that like, yeah, I don't, I don't have a family. I don't have healthy relationships. I, I haven't stayed married um, because I put my effort into my business. That's what, that's a decision I've made. And, you know, like, I guess they were being honest about it, yeah. you know, but I, you know, and, and no point did my, did the phrase good for you come to mind. <laughs> no kidding. You know? It was, I just was sad. And again, I, I, I know it's harder to juggle five things than it is one. Sure. We, I get it. You know, <laughs> And hey, I mean, this is a podcast for financial uh, advisors, right? That we're helping. A big part of our job is to help people increase their profitability and quality of life. But sometimes if the only thing we're focused on is that profitability, quality of life goes out the window. And, and so like when, when we're doing this vision for our own businesses, as well as for the clients that we get to serve, mm-hmm. I think you've got to take time to really ask the question, what's a rich life look like? Like three years from today, if we're sitting in high fiving in all these areas of life that you and I care about, what is that? What does that for you look like in this particular season? Because it's going to change. It'll evolve, I think, over time. But if we don't ask that question, we just default to whatever the culture gives us, whatever, um, you know, depending on what system you come into in this business, whatever they give you is success. 
And, yeah. and, and I, I don't also, think that's good. It is not good, Wes. And I think the other problem is that we default to what we're better at, right? So yeah. uh, disclosure for a moment. When I get in an argument with my wife, I usually go do something that I'm good at instead of figuring out how to get out of the argument. Yeah. And I'm going to go default to, you know, literally, we'll have an argument. I'll just go work because yeah. I control that. And I understand that. And like my email inbox can go from 25 to zero. And I, and I, like, I gained that. Like, I, yay, yay, Andy, versus yeah. going and going to do the hard work of figuring out how to find peace in that moment. Right. The yeah. point, the point being, we default to things that we're better at to the detriment of these other things. But if they're all spokes on a wheel, you can't go, I'm just going to work on these two spokes. Like, that's fine, but your wheel is going to have some issues, right? You know, and I, and we see this play out and we see this play out. I'm going to pick an extreme here, but I think those who are listening can relate to this that, you know, someone else I think that has done this. And again, I have compassion for these people. They're people. They're children of God. They're human beings. They're, 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 they're just like you and I in so many ways. But I think about Tom Brady right now. Oh, he yeah. has been divorced. Yeah. And, and, and it's, I, I don't judge him for that. I just think, man, if, if Tom Brady can't find a way to make it work, you know, <laughs> you know um, it, it's proof that it's hard. You have yeah. to be intentional about this stuff. I mean, he's got... <laughs> Beautiful children, a beautiful family. Uh, you know, he's got obviously a ton of success in his life. Uh, he's not an, an ugly person, you know, like, yeah. you know. You mean uh, some of the ladies of, like him? I don't, he's I don't, kind I don't, of physical, I, He kind of physically fit, you know what I mean? Uh, and, and the point is, um, it, it's not about opportunities. It's about the balance of those opportunities, and, right? And, you know, and I think that's such a good point. I think that's where we, we need to have mercy for people who may not have it together as well as you do in the area that's easy for you. Cause all of us have areas that we're naturally just, it's, it's, it's easier for us. Right. Like you just talked about. Yeah, like Justin's naturally handsome. Like, yeah. He's got that hair, you know, uh, look at that, that swathing yeah. hair. Yeah. But I mean, oh, that's wow. a Like some people have, like Justin has certain gifts that I don't like. Some people are like their parents handing them better habits with money, or maybe their parents handing them a better example of relationships and marriage. Right. Yeah. Maybe it's just easier for Justin and his wife to get along than others. You know what I mean? Like, I, we don't we don't know what people have. Yeah. But, uh, but Justin, what are your thoughts on like uh, how do we how do we begin to address or pay attention to and work on the areas that and again, I, I'm not picking on him. I'm just using an example like Tom Brady couldn't figure out, you know, uh, how to how to stay married. And again, I'm compassionate for that. I'm not judging him for that. But like, he obviously knows how to throw a football really well. But like, why is this so hard even for the very best of situations? So uh, I love the analogy of like the title, even of the, the, this season that we're doing right now, this traveling light. Because if I think about planning a trip, you don't just grab the bags from your last trip, right? And throw in the same stuff. Like, Because what if it was three years ago and you right. went like skiing somewhere and now you're going to the Bahamas, right? Like you... Hey, you're taking too much, and even what you're bringing is the wrong stuff. Yeah. Like, that's not how you approach even a vacation, let alone yeah. like when you start talking about things that are truly important in mm. your life, right? Like there has to be time, where, like what Wes is talking about. When we get deeper into this exercise of looking at, like, hey, where where am I? Like this real evaluation of where am I across all these different tiers of things that are relevant in my life or important, and then where do I want to go? And like, where am I in relation to that? Like, what is what is like 
needing the most attention. So like even you're you're talking about spokes on a wheel, right? You're gonna have a flat tire, right? Like where is the my challenge points right now that's imbalanced? And I need to go take it into the shop and get a rebalance done, right? Like I need to do yeah, a my challenge. My challenge for that, Justin, is that those are usually the areas that we don't want to. You know, I'll take the example of me having an argument with my wife. Uh, it's like I don't like I don't want to pay attention to that. I want to gravitate to things that, you know, for Tom Brady, it's probably throwing touchdowns, good model, yeah. whatever, right? You know, like we neglect the things that are pain are the pain points, right? So, so Wes, bring us back to so we've yeah. got this. We set out a three year yeah. Uh, of the five areas. Yeah. So I think, I think there's a couple things with this. So you, you kind of get this three-year vision. I think have some fun with this, um, you know, really, really allow yourself to be a day in the life of you, a week in the life of you and hit all these areas, hit all these areas. And I think it's really important to have a couple types of like goals within that picture, within that, within that uh, vision. One of them is what naturally we gravitate to, which is getting goals. So I'd like to, you know, get to the position where I'm capable of saving X amount of money, or I'd like to get to the place where we have uh, lost this much weight or, you know, so getting goals are one of those that naturally come to us in all these categories. But I think really, really important and so relevant to what we've been talking about here is also we need becoming goals. Um, What are you becoming in the process of what you pursue? What are you becoming in the process of what you're pursuing? Because what you would never say, like, like well, I just taught on this. We'll probably launch it as a bonus podcast. But uh, at, at our church the other day was like financially, everybody like, might say, hey, I'd like to get to the place where I'm saving this amount of money and I've got this much saved. And, and, and that's fine if you get there. But nobody has a becoming goal of saying, and I want to become super greedy in the process. Right. I hope that I have that money. People look at me and go, wow, that guy is the greediest person I've ever met in my entire life. But if we're not careful, if we don't have a becoming goal, we might indeed get to that point where we've got a good pile. But boy, we are so wrapped around money. We're so greedy. And, you know, just just as by way of funny example, you know, greed is one of those things that's almost impossible to see in the mirror. And I think the, re- the reason for that is nobody, uh, no, no, you know, you, if I if I want to feel not greedy, I don't look at Andy. I go to look at somebody that's way greedier than me. Mm. And like, or watch the show American Greed. You know, if you've ever watched that on, on yeah, uh, yeah, I didn't empty uh, four thousand people's uh, retirement accounts. Yeah, yes, I'm the same, right? So, but but really setting that example, I think out there to say, hey, what do I want to become? What kind of man do I want to become? What kind of woman do I want to become? What kind of I do? We do it with our team too. Like when we're setting out, you know, we've got a fairly large organization as as advisory practices go these days. And I think it's just mission critical to think about what do I want to become in the process of what we're pursuing. So, and I think uh, I think we may have got Andy frozen on us on the other end. Uh, it's very very still, or he's frozen, but we're still going. So so that's that's fine. But I so said I think this. I think once you set out that big vision and it's a getting and it's a becoming vision, I think those are mission critical. But then here's where the rubber meets the road is I think you got to back that down because that's fun, right? And you do all those things and we've all had it. I'm going to go here and we're going to do all these wonderful things. And But if you don't back it down uh, to that 90 day, and Justin, you're super familiar with this because we do it as a team on a regular basis. What's our, that's our big picture three-year vision. What's a good 90 day milestone? Like what, what are we going to do if we want to get there, but 90 days from now, what would be a good indicator or at least moving in that direction and, and, and creating what's the vision look like, you know, 90 days from today. So if you're 
you know, if it's weight loss, you know, is one of them. Usually that is always one of them or health. And I want to lose, uh, call it, I want to lose, you know, 30 pounds in three years, then probably a good 90 day milestone is maybe three pounds. You know, that, that would be a good indicator. And, How many pounds do you want to lose? Three over the next 90 days. Yeah, so, but my, well, you said the bigger, what was the bigger amount? I, I was saying as an example, 30 pounds, like in right, three. Right. But my point is, but my point is that if you say to someone, hey, um, you think you can lose three pounds in the next, what was the time you said? How many weeks? Uh, 90 days. Three pounds in 90 days? Mm-hmm. Like they'd be like, yeah. Low bar, right? Of course. Like, I'm a, I'm a beanpole and I could be like, yeah, if I, if I wanted to, if I needed to. Like, and my point is like, like that, that's an easy yes, right? Yeah. So I love the exercise of like, how do you get to easy yeses? You know, yeah. but if I, if you say to someone, can you lose 30 pounds? You'd be like, man, yeah. I don't that, that's why it's so big. I think to go back down from the three-year vision down to that 90 day vision to say, all right, what, what is the trend? Well, how do I know I'm moving in that direction? What do I, am I hitting? And then this is the, this is the last part of the exercise for today, but is then you actually have to have activities that you're going to focus on that you believe best position you to get there. Mm. And, 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 and also an assessment, right? Justin brought this up the other day, because it's not just what you're focusing on, but it's like, what, what, what maybe have I been doing that's no longer serving me very well? That's been a part of my normal that I need to stop doing. So it's not just about adding to the list. It's sometimes about, you know, taking stuff off. That's been a part of your, your, your inheritance, if you will, you've done it by default for so long, but when you're designing life, which is so different, and I think it's what we're invited to do. It's what our creator enables us to do is to say, Hey, what, be creative. What, where do you want to go? And, 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 and in light of that, what are you doing about it? And maybe, maybe what's not serving you as well anymore that you want to take off the, off the list. Well, uh, are we good to move on to part two for next week then, Wes? I, I think so. I think so. All right. Well, I want to I want to thank everybody for listening to today's episode, and we do encourage you to tune in for uh, the second part. Uh, and if you like what you're hearing, then I want to encourage you to visit westyounglive.com uh, to explore some of the trainings that Wes uh, has built, including the Transform University. Make sure you look into that. Uh, and remember also to check out episodes one through three about mindset. Those relate uh, and are a good companion to this traveling light content. And uh, we will see you hopefully uh, either on uh, video or you can listen to us for part two of West's teaching on traveling light. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.